What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Movement is Medicine show, and we have an exceptional show for you today. Of course, I'm here with the most incredible Dr. Annie Armstrong. Welcome, Dr. Annie. Thank you, Barry. And our special guest, Dr. Yale Joffe, who is the chief science officer and founder of 3X4 Genetics located here in Seattle and also in South Africa. Dr. Yale, welcome. Thank you very much. Really excellent to be here. Yeah, so excited. Now, we're going to talk about nutrigenomics today because that's, that's your whole jam, right? That's your whole company. That's everything you guys do. And you're on a mission to change the world through nutrigenomics. Sure. Well, that's quite a statement, <laughs> change the world, but kind of something like that. Along those lines. Know, like we, we say that we are, we're looking to impact 10 million lives. So let's mm-hmm. start with that. I love it. 10 million. That's and then we'll kind of figure out the rest of the... Of Is there a scientific reason? Is 10 million like a tipping point of, of good? <laughs> no, actually, our investor came up with that. He was oh, like, perfect. I'll, I'll give you money if you impact 10 million lives. We're like, okay, we'll do 10 million. That sounds pretty good. Number. Sounds good on a mission statement. Yeah, yeah, I love exactly. it. Exactly. Before we get into impacting 10 million, million lives though i really want to hear your story a little bit yeah we can start there so you how did you get into yeah how did you found a company based on nutrigenomics so we were going to talk about what that means because there's going to be some listeners who aren't even sure what nutrigenomics are so we want to talk a little bit about that but yeah how like give us give us the 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 thirty thousand foot overview yeah i'll I'll try to do the the executive summary version so i started in architecture wow um (laughs) i did not study science at school at all, had no interest whatsoever in it. And my grand died from cancer and uh, while I was studying architecture. And um, it was very aggressive cancer, didn't see it coming, no one gave us any answers, it was quite some time ago. And I was just so horrified by no one being able to tell me why she got cancer, how we could have prevented it, what we could have done differently, how we could have treated it. I was just like, this is not good enough. And I was kind of sitting at her bedside. I was very close to her. And I was like, you know, this is not okay. Like, we need some answers. So I promptly left architecture and went seeking a profession in health, which is really strange because it doesn't really exist. Um, Maybe now it might, but it certainly didn't three decades ago. And um, the closest I found was actually dietetics. So I, I moved from art, the world of art, into the world of science and found um, the world of dietetics to be awful, really bad and um, terrible, disappointing. In terms of <laughs> what it could offer or what was yeah, happening absolutely. there, just the whole thing. Oh, in, in terms of what it couldn't offer, actually. Yeah. So I remember sitting in my third week of dietetics and the lecturer saying, well, we're going to give this patient chocolate cake and ice cream. And I was like, what? Chocolate cake and ice cream to a sick patient? I was like, and then my whole world came crashing down because I'd like left architecture, moved away from home to study health. And here I was with chocolate cake and ice cream. So I realized that the profession of dietetics was not really about health and that um, they didn't actually have any answers for me. And I was trying to understand like, where's cancer coming from and how do we mm-hmm. eat better to, to stop it? And I was in the wrong place. So I finished dietetics because there really wasn't an alternative and kind of went searching. And a lot of my career has been founded on this idea of like looking for answers, kind of closing the circle on my gran of like what was happening. And and I was working at a a clinic in London, trying to earn some pounds to go traveling in Europe, as you do, and um, came across this amazing woman who was a geneticist, Dr. Rosalind Gilgarrison, who had this dream that genetics and nutrition was going to be the future of medicine and that she was going to have a startup and she was employee number one and only 
and she had an angel investor and she was looking for a dietitian to work with her. And I didn't know anything. I could barely remember what a chromosome or a gene was, but I knew that I didn't have the answers in nutrition. And there was something about genetics that really, even though I didn't understand the science, I, like it just made sense to me that there were answers in there, even if I didn't know what those answers mm -hmm. were. And so I was employee number two. Wow. Joined Siona and landed up building the first ever nutrition genetics test in the world in 2000, which was 22 years ago. That's amazing. What a story. It's a fun, yeah. it's a journey. Yeah. I, I mean, I, that, the, the, the real tough part of the journey was that I realized like she did the cool stuff and I did the boring stuff. So Rosalind was a geneticist and she got to actually build genetic tests and I was the dietitian and got to like write diet recommendations. So the end of the story, and then we'll leave me alone, is that I realized that if I wanted to be at the t uh, have a seat at the table, as they say, very importantly, I needed to really upskill. And there wasn't really anywhere you could go to kind of study the stuff. So I actually went back to university, and that's where I got the PhD in genetics. And, and then I had a seat at the table and could start building genetic tests myself. I see. So is, so is that when you started your own, own company? Three by four genetics? No, no, gosh, three x four. So three x four genetics came a couple of decades later. Okay. So I, I've been involved in multiple startups, all building genetic tests. Um, I I built a, a company teaching nutrigenomics, nutrition genetics to practitioners. I ran a clinic for four years. So it's like two decades of really working in the space, and then still after all of that, like five six years ago, going. Not sure that I've really actually had the impact that I was hoping for. I'm not sure that I've ever been part of a company that really impacted peop's, people's lives in the way that I really wanted to. And so I was, I was actually quite down and depressed about it. I was like, that's a lot of work to not feel like you've actually closed the loop on what mm -hmm. you were trying to do. And so I decided to either step in or step out and step out, maybe go back and study architecture again. Um, or build a new company that would really try and build something that was better than anything I'd come across before in the world of genetics in the world. And that would solve, really, really impact those 10 million lives, but really kind of address what was being done wrong in the genetic testing industry. And, and obviously I decided to step in and that was when I founded 3x4 Genetics, which is now four and a half years old. That's amazing. Still a baby. What a story. So, I mean, I think it's interesting when you say, like, I love to hear a little bit how 3x4 Genetics is a little bit, 3x4 Genetics is a little bit different. I mean, not not a huge story. Just a little story on how it's different. In, I mean, because I know, because I've been, a, I've, I'm now a patient, right? right? And, and I, I know that is really different. But um, tell us a little yeah, bit so about I'm, how I'll that is. Yeah, I'll give you the quick, very quick version. Yeah. So, when, when I realized the genetic testing industry as a whole was really flawed, you know, that people were not getting the value that genetics really offers. Mm -hmm. This amazing potential of understanding your own genetic code. And I realized like, you can build another test. You can build another report. You can make it beautiful and engaging and put pictures and colors, but you still don't fix the industry. So the fundamental difference of 3x4 is that we, we aimed not to just build the best genetic test in the marketplace, but to fix the industry. And to do that, we focused on 
making sure that we offered the best education, that we educated all health professionals mm -hmm. on how to work with genetics. We made sure we built a mentorship program so we could handhold everyone to make sure that they could step through a journey of learning instead of having to do the 22 years I did, we could kind of get them there <laughs> a little quicker. We built a community. We now have well over 2,000 practitioners in our community who can talk to each other and learn from each other. And we built the best science and the best, most engaging reports. So I think the, the short answer is that we realized you had to fix the whole genetic ecosystem and do everything brilliantly and to be able to create the kind of trust and, and loyalty that really we wanted to see. So I think that's the short answer. Do you find that when you're looking at kind of who you, you serve then primarily at, at 3x4, is it practitioners? And then through them, those kind of practitioners, you realize that's where you can have a bigger and broader reach out to their patient base. Yeah, so that's another thing that makes us different is we do not sell directly to consumers. And the reason we did that is genetics is just a piece of a puzzle. You know, it's not everything about who we are, but it is very much part of who we are. So you always need someone to take that genetic information put it together with everything else that they know about you and then come up with that personalized answer, right? And this is where we are. Personalized medicine, personalized nutrition, precision medicine. So for, for us, it was like the practitioner was absolutely key. And because no practitioner, whether you're Dr. Annie or whether you're an MD or whether you're a cardiologist, learns this at university. No one. So we had to be responsible for educating them, mentoring, training them, and then they selling it on to their patients. And what we found is that it's kind of like four different kinds of people. So we get a lot of athletes, a, a lot of sports around, I want to perform better, I want to recover better, I don't want to get injured, and I want to be at my greatest potential. Obviously, weight management is huge because we know that not if, there's no one diet for everyone. Like We all gain weight differently and lose weight differently. The third one is those that are like really into optimal health. Like I just want to be as healthy as I can possibly be. That kind of fine tuning. And then the last one, which is obviously quite a big one, is those that are that are suffering from chronic conditions. So whether it's autoimmune or chronic fatigue or cardiovascular, mood, anxiety, depression. And so we touching all of those lives, but using practitioners to kind of put the pieces together. I love that. So impactful. So is it a good time to talk about what nutrigenomics is? Yeah, we have, we've given some clues. We have a little bit. I mean, we've talked about food and diet. We've talked about genetics. Yeah. I wonder if those two things they go together. Nutrigen right. Yeah. This is, this is the lowdown on nutrigenomics. And actually, the conversation has changed a little bit. So I'm going to break it into two parts. So the first part is our blueprint, right? We have this genetic code which is our blueprint, which is essentially is a whole bunch of letters. It's like a language. Genetics is a language. It's got four letters, A, C, T, and G, and we spell out words, and these words make sentences, and what these sentences are in the world of genetics are genes, and they determine what color hair we got, how tall we are, how fast we run, but they also determine how we respond to the world around us. I always say like our genes tell us who we are in the world, and how we respond to the world. And it could be how we respond to stress, to food, to toxins in our environment, to exercise, to training, to pain. We all respond differently. And if we know how, and this is obviously what we do at 3x4, we can take a cheek swab from you and have a look at these differences in your DNA, in your code, that tell us why you're different and why you respond differently. And that is 50% of the conversation of this world of 
nutrigenomics or I prefer the term now lifestyle genetics because it's mm -hmm. not just about nutrition. It's about what we eat, what supplements we take, what exercise we do, whether we meditate, whether we swim out in, um, in nature. So that is the first part. Know who you are. I call it insight, self-knowledge. Know who you are and how you respond to the world around us. But the other side of the equation, and this is like super exciting, and this is a field that's really growing even bigger now, is understanding how your genes switch on and off. Mm -hmm. And this is the world of gene expression or gene behavior, but really your genes are just like switches. And every single decision that you make, every single minute of the day, switches on and switches off genes. And how we switch on and switch off genes will determine whether we're moving more towards health or whether we're moving away from health. And so now we have this world of understanding who we are, what we inherited and how we process the world around us and then being able to make amazing choices with this trained, wonderful practitioner to really optimize your health and kind of move you more towards health. And that really is this kind of world of nutrigenomics or, or what I kind of have swapped around to now of lifestyle genetics. It's I a little like bit easier to say lifestyle genetics. Lifestyle yeah, genetics. Yeah, yeah. I think it has a better name. <laughs> no one understands nutrigenomics anyway. I just think, I mean, um, you know, I've become a patient of 3X4 genetics, working with your providers. Um, and it's been so interesting. And I really wanted to do it for my whole family. Um, I'm, of course, I'm fascinated with health. So I always want to optimize, optimize, optimize. And um, so for me, it was a no-brainer that I wanted to sort of see... I guess maybe blueprint's not the right term, but that's sort of how I felt about it. Like it was a good like starting point, like to to see where I needed to modify, change, eat, exercise, you know, all the different things. It's really clarifying. I just think if you know if I started with your test, of, uh, you know, a long time ago, I would have taken like three million less supplements, done less different forms of exercise. Things would have been a lot easier. It's it, there's so much clarity behind the test. I think that's the biggest impact it had for me is like just seeing it. These are the things you need to take, like that you should supplement. You know, there's a few things I need to supplement. These are the things, the way, that, the way I should exercise, the way I should eat. Um, you know, for someone who's like stumbled through the paths of trying to uh, get trial to the greatest error, trial health, and error, trial, trial and, error. and error over and over again. And here's this test that just says, here you are. Here's where you need to go to make these changes. It's amazing. And so I had my whole family done because, you know, I've got teenage boys. So they're not really about optimizing health at this stage in their lives. But they're, they're aware of it. I mean, I'm their mother. So they've been... They don't have a choice, do they? Right? They they're going to hear it anyway. They're going to hear it, you know. And so for them, I think having that information at this stage in their lives and knowing, knowing what, that, what that is for them, I think is really powerful. Um, and they really enjoyed it. You know, they really enjoyed learning about it and they really enjoyed knowing where their variations are in their genes and which pathways are most impacted and, and why the bowl of vitamins that I give them every morning is helpful, right? It yeah, was Yeah, and there's something about genetics, which and we talk about this idea of the power of genetics and, you know, whether you believe in or, or are interested in the biochemistry or the physiology really doesn't matter because what's important, especially like for your boys, is that, this is your DNA, like mm -hmm. it's not mine, right? So when I give you some information about what's happening with your DNA, and remember that your DNA doesn't change in your lifetime, you can change the way your genes switch on and off, but you cannot change the code, the sequence code, right? You've got that for life. So you do this genetic test once, and this is your story. 
So I say like there's something so powerful in the motivation behind it. So we have a lot of clients who have really battled to make changes in their life. And suddenly when we do genetics, because it's like, this is your story. Like, mm -hmm. I can't change your story. I can't suddenly create a different thing that means that you actually are really good at detoxifying. You're not good at detoxifying. We need to address this. You need to make some daily decisions that can address it. But actually, this is not my story. And I think that that has been really powerful, especially when you're inundated by, you're going to do keto and you're mm -hmm. going to do paleo and you're going to do fasting. The reality is none of those are for everyone. And if we can like really connect with people and get them to understand like this is your journey and this is who you are, it's incredibly powerful in terms of motivating change. And you will know very well that the hardest thing in the world is actually getting people to make behavioral change. Well, the hardest. It's the, the hardest. hardest. I mean, we talked about this on our last podcast, but I mean, I'll use my husband as an example, who's kind of the polar opposite that I am. You know, he is not health driven. He's not. He's a wonderful man, not health-driven. But when he uh, got his genetics report, you know, and he learned his detoxification pathway was severely impacted, he stopped drinking quite as much wine. And guess what? He felt immediately better, right? But I've told him that. I mean, it's common, right? Like, exactly. don't drink so as you much wine, him, you're going to feel better. Right, but right? when you see it in your DNA, you're you like, see it. it's suddenly personal, right? Yeah, he's like, oh, that's me. That's me. Like there's no, there's no black and white. There's, it's black and white. There's no gray zone. There's no like, oh, maybe, no, change. this is your genes. And it's yeah. not going to change. And so I think it really does, it does encourage that change. And, but the biggest thing is just taking all that guesswork out. And then, you know, the provider um, can take that information that, you know, your, your test and, and just really order the right functional test, the right lab yeah. works, uh, you put the right stuff together for you and you're on a clean start. Exactly. We, we try, we talk about getting rid of the trial and error because trial and yeah. error doesn't only have a financial cost to it. Yeah. It actually has a huge emotional and psychological cost because mm -hmm. every time someone tries something and they fail, you're have building a sense of failure. Mm -hmm. You want to meet someone at their highest motivation. And when you say, let's just try this and see if it works. And then they come back, well, it didn't work. Oh, let's try this. You've lost them already. And every time they fail, you're embedding that sense of failure. So, Getting, we talk about this concept of genes first, using genetics as a screening tool. Remember, genetics by itself is not an answer. Mm -hmm. But as a screening tool, it allows you to know what areas to focus on, targeted supplementation, only take the supplements that are really going to make a difference. Don't take supplements because you think you might have, because you read it on CNN or saw it in Time magazine or something. Take them because we know you need them. Get additional testing done because we know we need that information, not because we think we might need that information. So it's what we call precision testing, like only test what we need to test. And really, like, focus on the key changes you need to make that are going to have the greatest impact. You know, the 80-20 rule, like make 20% of changes to have the 80% difference. And we can do that when we've got a tool like genetics just to make sure that we like really focused. So we're not wasting your money, your time, but also your emotional and kind of psychological space. I love that. Do you feel that, do you feel that people recognize the, the potential of genetic testing or do you feel that 
the things like 23andMe and Ancestry have perhaps confused or are um, maybe almost novel, made it made it more of a novelty. Because as you're talking through it now, it almost sounds like a prerequisite. We'd almost yes. want to say as like, hey, to be alive and to be functional, there's a prereq. We're just going to get this testing done, you know. So it almost has that feel to it. It's like, why wouldn't everybody do this, right? But I I find. That when you bring up the conversation of genetics or genetic Strange testing, Jamie. it's like, oh, cool, I have three percent, you know, Swahili or something. You know, I mean, it's like it. it, it you it's are hundred percent right, so, and this is where this is why I founded Three X Four. Is I was trying to undo the damage that has been done, and what happened is Twenty Three and Me and Ancestry have done between them about twenty eight million people testing, and. 95 plus percent of that is ancestry. Where did I come from? Where's my cousins? Who am I related to? And has nothing to do with health whatsoever. And the irony of, of the tests that 23andMe do, and we often laugh about it, but it's really not funny, is they talk about trait testing. You know, So they have this health report, and I found that I have like a 38% chance of having a unibrow or having wet earwax or my urine smelling like asparagus. <laughs> this is incredibly useful information that is really going to drive me to health. So what we've done is we've undervalued and undermined the potential of genetics and made it cheap. Because we know that the business model of 23andMe is not about health. It's about, I'm going to get as much data as I can, and then I'm going to package it and sell it to Glaxo, to a pharmaceutical company for drug discovery. Now, I don't mind that they're doing that. I think it's really clever to do drug discovery using genetics. But the problem is, is that the sell to the individual was, I'm going to send you a report that's going to teach you about yourself and allow you to change your life in a better way. And then the individual gets it and goes, well, this is completely underwhelming. Genetics is a waste of time. I didn't learn anything except that my urine's going to smell. So clearly genetics. And so what we've seen in the last couple of decades is a great excitement around genetics. And now in the last decade, um, a kind of loss of excitement and going, well, actually, it made all these promises and it didn't deliver. And it wasn't genetics that didn't deliver. It was the, the way the companies were selling it. So what we're trying to do at 3x4 is start from scratch and also they lost trust in genetics. Mm -hmm. Are you selling my data to a pharmaceutical company? Like, why is the results different? So this is my big decision six years ago. Is like, am I going to try and fix all of this, right? It's quite an undertaking. Like, Huge. I'm going to take on a whole world of genetics and make people understand why genetic information is so incredibly, and to your point, Barry, like, Every single person should know who they are and how they respond to the world around us. And when you make those what I call micro decisions, and like whether you're going to take decaf or double espresso, whether you're going to have soya milk or almond milk or normal dairy milk, like genetics informs all of that information. And why wouldn't you want to have that information? I'm going to interject with a personal story. <laughs> well, so I did my test, right? And I found out, okay, so backstory is that I was having heart palpitations, which was kind of weird, right? I'm super healthy and I'm like, gosh, am I gonna have to like, you know, see a cardiologist or something? Like what's going on? Like, this is really strange. So I did my, my, my 3X4 test and I was told I cannot metabolize coffee, my favorite substance besides the other substance, which we won't mention, wine. Um, and you know, I can't metabolize it. And so um, the provider told me to go down to Hapcalf 
and that was it. That was the end of the heart palpitations. As simple as that. So simple, right? I mean, I was so... So simple. I was so shocked. I know. I mean, that's powerful information. It's powerful. And we've had stories, you know, with people come to... I mean, I had a recently who've had migraines their whole adult life, and they have been through the whole healthcare system. And migraines are, I mean, they just, you can't function, right? You can't get out of bed in the morning. She was a teacher, she had to resign from a job because they were getting more and more often. And every healthcare provider was going like, oh, you should take this drug. And eventually the drugs were knocking out so much, she couldn't get out of bed because she was so wiped out because we know that migraine medication really just puts you to bed so that when you wake up, you haven't got a migraine. And there's a substance called histamine, which you know very well. Oh yes. Very, very well. And we, um, it's, it's really a molecule that is found in a lot of food. And if you can't break it down, it has quite a potent effect on the body. And one of the things that it can lead to is headaches and migraines. And we look at some genes that give us insight whether you can break down histamine. And in her case, she couldn't break down histamine at all, never mind caffeine. And so it was causing, her, it was the cause of her migraines. It was just as simple as putting her on an eating plan that removed histamine-high foods, which are actually can be very common foods, like tom tomato, tomatoes, avocados, spinach, spinach red wine, aged, aged food, and even some healthy foods like kimchi, and, mm -hmm. and within days, gone, migraine's gone. So these kind of insights, so we say in genetics, so you don't know what you don't know. You can guess some stuff, sure, but genetics has these gems of insight, and again, that can take away the trial and error, that something as simple as caffeine or histamine can really change your daily living. Yeah. I mean, histamine was another one yeah, for, for you me, as well. right? I mean, I, and I really have had maybe one headache since I did my two-week histamine cleanse, yeah. which was actually really hard. It, it was is all my favorite foods. Because histamine, you know, it was. yeah, histamine foods aren't necessarily unhealthy They're foods. They're not unhealthy They're actually foods. some of the foods that we love. But if you can't break down histamine, you're either going to feel it in your gut or you're going to feel it yeah. in your joints, or you're going to feel it in your brain, but it's got quite a potent effect. And you think about that, like, you know, we're all talking about gut health and how important gut is for immune and mood and, and every other system in our body. But, you know, if we're, if we're not putting it together, right, if we're not realizing, like, we could be doing an elimination diet, but we could still be eating high histamine foods, avocados, tomatoes, spinach, garlic, not garlic. Eliminating the wrong things. You know, exactly. Sauerkraut. Thinking yeah. you're doing everything right. And that's the right. first thing they do for migraines is you put you on an elimination diet, exactly. which often has things like high histamine foods. Right. Exactly. They're, they're good foods for you. And so it just, it just doesn't work unless yeah. you know that information. Well, it seems to me like one of the great promises of genetics that we, as you're describing it now and of this particular te testing is essentially a way to organize all of this information and all of these approaches and all of these insights into our health that we have that are so readily available these days in terms of what you should be doing or shouldn't be doing or good for you or not good for you and realizing that there is a path for you that's specific to you and in order to walk that path it's not it's not some mystery you can in fact have a guide that can help you get from where you are to a better place with oftentimes very small and pretty easy to implement changes. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better than myself. Yeah. <laughs> that, I perfect. mean, it's essential. Exactly it's it. essential. I've been talking, as my patients know, I've been, I've been, since I met, since I met Dr. Jaffe, I've been talking about this test nonstop. I've been talking no, about you have. it She's and talking about it, it. And talk, I'm obsessed <laughs> with it because it gives, it gives so much clarity. And I think everyone should, 
should should get themselves. And the worst part is when you're coming to see your chiropractor and all they want to talk about is work. You're like <laughs> I'd be like I'd, I'd leave here after having a session with so like and I'm exhausted, like I being know. grilled on on genetics. I yes, like, I, I know. Well, you know, she she started dripping these tidbits of tasty information. And um, I couldn't resist. It's I was, my fault. and I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna talk about genetics during this <laughs> entire treatment. Don't even mention it. Lasted it to about me. two minutes, <laughs> and then we would be talking about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Like, I spend um, my whole career really working with health professionals. So when I moved to the U.S. and um, needed some, I had a, a running injury, and I started looking around. So I, I, I know great health professionals when I meet them and I know not great ones because that's my career really is working with them and I was looking for a chiropractor in this new city I'd moved to in Seattle and I did not have a good experience and I was not only in pain not only not running but like I was like this is not good I just want to go back home and go back to my old chiropractor and then I came here um, and actually you treated you were the first to treat me I was very lucky I got an appointment with Dr. Annie first time and um, and I was like, oh, wow, you guys really know your stuff. And it was amazing for me because I had never seen chiropractor actually practice the way that it was practiced here. So we started talking about genetics and we started talking about your work. And and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> and she's, uh, you know, I have must say, I've been talked into a lot of further education, thanks to you. Um, so I'm, now I'm struggling through functional medicine, through yes. your course. <laughs> through my course as well. Which is yeah. not easy peasy. I'm on midway through and I'm just like, oh, I'm going to have to read that slide like 8 million more times to even understand what a redox reduction yeah, reaction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all the pa methylation pathways and oh my goodness, like, really complicated stuff, really complicated and so, but what I love about 3X4's test, like the test is just brilliantly laid out. Yeah. So that's, that isn't complicated. Let's, it let's, is yeah, color coded. It is, here's your recommendations for, 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 for example, exercise. You know, mm. let's talk about me again. Like I'm an endurance athlete. I'm, I, I can go far and slowly, which is true. It's true. I've experienced this in my life when I've tried to do, you know, even CrossFit or high intensity stuff like that. I, I hurt myself on a regular basis. And, and I always wonder like, oh, I'm just not strong enough. I'm not mobile enough. You know, why can't I do this? Like, why can't I do this? But now, but now I know. I'm not Look in the jeans. It's You're not in my jeans. I believe that actually. Yeah. And you but can ski in a mountain all day from beginning to end. That takes endurance jeans. Yeah, I can do that. But there's some things I can't do. And I, I always thought it was a default and I feel I feel better now. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a whole message here too around kind of loving and embracing your strengths and finding workarounds or just avoiding your weaknesses. You know, I mean I we all there there is absolute value in improving areas where we are you know, where we're weaker or deficit, right? So there's there's that way to get better. You say I'm weak here or I have a gap here, I'm going to improve it, I'm going to improve my skill or my ability or whatever. And that's great. And that can absolutely increase and improve the quality of your life. But how much further and faster you can go to when you know then also where you should lean in on your strengths, right? And that's why I love kind of that strengths finder approach, that notion of like knowing your strengths and then knowing those areas, those gaps that you have that are kind of fundamentally built in. And in some cases, we might even, you know, say they're flaws to be embraced in that way. But 
not 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 where you have to like be down on yourself, exactly. but just in the sense of exactly. like, oh, cool. I've and I have to say, most of those what you call flaws or weaknesses are evolutionary biology, which is a whole conversation in itself. Like I always say, you know, like never bring judgment to genetics because whether you're an endurance or power athlete, whether you can metabolize histamine or gluten or like there is evolutionary biology behind everything. And I always say like there is no good or bad gene. There is no good or bad. Like, it's just how we evolved to be able to interact with our environment. And it's this disconnect between our environment and our genes. And what, we w what we'd like to do is help people find that harmony between the two so that it's never like bad or good, as you say. It's just like, if you're not a power athlete, why spend all your time trying to be a power athlete? Because there's a disconnect, which means you're never gonna find joy. You're never gonna find joy. And if you don't find joy, you're not gonna love it. You're not gonna go back and do it. So. The whole thing is like, how do we bring our genetics, which are actually very ancestral, very ancient, to our modern day lives and create a harmony? And that is when a 3x4 practitioner, someone who's trained in this, really brings it to the table because then people thrive. I mean, then they really find what works for them. So if you're a practitioner and you're listening to this and you're like, wow, this sounds phenomenal, what's the process then to be able to tap into, utilize this test and work with your patients? Uh, so you literally just have to contact us. We have a wonderful team that looks after all our practitioners. You can go to our website, 3x4genetics.com. You can email um, network at 3x4genetics.com. And we have a whole team who literally will get you set up with a portal, join the community. I always say, like, if you feel like you're not ready to work with genetic tests, but you just want to dip your toe in and start learning and maybe, like, stand behind the curtain and peek out. We have a beautiful community where we have education, questions and answers, groups, events, called um, My 3X4 Gen um, Genetics Community. And you're welcome just to come and hang with us without any pressure whatsoever. Just come and see what we're up to. Yeah, and it's a, I'm sorry, it's, a, it's an amazing resource. You, you've built a great, a great community. The, the Facebook page, the, all the, um, the free seminars, the daily, the weekly, what do they call them? Power hour or, Power you know, hours, I pop yeah, in where you can ask any question and have an answer. Yeah. Just a really great way to just Lots start learning. And yeah. What, what about, um, for, for patients, is there a provider in this area you'd recommend? So we, um, we have, um, I don't know if this is only for this area, but we have a group of practitioners that in different geographies around the country. And if you contact us again, three X four genius, I'm just ma mail us. We will make sure that we find you the right practitioner, whether you want telehealth, whether you want it in your area, and we will put you in touch. So we, we do that like on a one-on-one -on -one basis to make sure that we find the right practitioner for what you're looking for, for what your needs are at the time. So again, just go to the website and contact us and we will... We will send you the right direction. Are, for patients, are there, you know, when we're looking at cost considerations, are this is this stuff that's still in that realm where it's uh, like totally out of pocket or is this sometimes an insurance-based thing or is this really more like, you know, this is an investment you're making into your kind of your own health? So the test is out of pocket completely and is definitely not through health insurance. If your practitioner that you're working with has health, you know, works with health insurance, you'll be able to put your consults visits, through there. Yeah. yeah, just like normal. But I think the main point here is, you know, you do a genetic test once, literally once. Your genes don't change. So it's $349 as an investment in understanding who you are and you don't come back and do it again. 
Yeah, I mean, that's phenomenal right there. We're just, just pause on that. I mean, just think about, Barry, you've been, you know, you and I have both been through lots of, of great doctor visits and, you know, every lab, you know, um, all the different things, supplements, like $300 in supplements just out the, just to walk out the door, just to start swallowing stuff. You're not sure if you need it or not, but maybe, I mean, and, and you know, it's just a blanket approach. I, of course, it's not always a blanket approach, but I mean, I have blanketed approaches a lot of things because I'm not sure what do I need to do first, uh, right? I, so I'm going to do everything. Absolutely. I mean, I think right? there's times where if I was looking at all of my health expenses from gym memberships and and then supplements, I mean, I was easily, there's been times where I've spent $500 a month on just a variety of all of those things absolutely. combined. Easily $500 oh, yeah. a month. Oh, easily. Just on supplements. I know yeah. a lot of people are spending that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the list gets so much smaller with this test. It's phenomenal. I'm excited. I'm ready to go get tested. Yeah, I mean, you excellent. converted me today. I'm like, where can I, I go? I'm like, ready to sign up. You got to get are there? not quite there yet, but close. <laughs> and so that is another uh, pathway for people who are in or practitioners who are interested. You have ongoing education as well. Yeah. Oh, gosh. We get. have... We we like the gold standard for, for, for uh, nutrigenomic education around the world. And we have multiple ways of teaching you yeah. can do um and he's doing a, a, like a quite a serious course um like the highest level course that she's studying but you don't have to do that we have we teach in five minutes in 30 minutes and micro modules through events through web, like, like we have multiple ways for you to learn and they're not all have to be complicated like and he's gone hardcore she's gone expert level but you don't have to do that. And so we we do a lot of hand-holding. We have group mentorship. We have one-on-one -on -one mentorship. We have just this amazing community, which is actually an app on your phone that you can post any question, get an answer. Um, you could never run out of educational opportunities in 3 no. Like, never. I agree. <laughs> I, like I, did wanna, job. I did want to say more thing, though, before we go, is about I, I want you to mention your book. Because you gave oh, me a copy yeah. and I thought I did that was fabulous. A, I did bring you a copy. I think you were one of the first people to get a copy, actually. Maybe. I don't think it come know. out yet. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's just, so one of the things is, you know, why, why, you ask the question, like, why doesn't everyone just get their genes? That's so obvious, right? It's because we didn't explain this, right? We didn't tell them why it's important, why they should care, and what, what you can do with it. So... Um, after being in the kind of practitioner space, I realized I needed to write a more consumer-facing book that everyone could understand, including my mother. I used my mother as the benchmark. Like, if my mom, my mom can understand it, like, it's in, right? I've written a book before, and she didn't even get past page two. So um, we, we, we published in January this book called The Power of Genetics, um, and it is told with beautiful storytelling and imagery and colors and pictures, but really tells you like, what is genetics? Why does it matter? How does it affect you? What are you going to learn? What is your journey? And so, yeah, it's just on Amazon. And, um, but it's, it, even for kids, it's amazing because it's actually got amazing imagery and, and, and storytelling, yeah. beautiful design work. Yeah. Is, is there going to be like an adult coloring book version that you can color <laughs> that on your side? Idea. It sounds cool, doesn't that it? That is I, a really cool I know, idea. You should actually, do that. I think you, I'm going to pass it to my marketing department. I passed along. <laughs> that, uh, plenty of ideas over yeah. here. Yeah. Love that. No, I think part of it is you're right, getting that message out and, and kind of changing the narrative and realizing that you know maybe some of those original promises and hopes of genetics uh, are really actually here and more recognizable and something that you can tap into in your own life. Well, thank you for being thank here. You, it was sir. great to have you on the show. I love this mission that you're on. 10 million lives. 
Do you have like a big tracker there, like that full of No, like when they go tick, another life, another life, and every little bell rings. Another life. We're too busy working to do that kind of stuff, you know. But I kind of like that. I do like that idea too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. I'll tell my marketing again. Yeah, I want to come down and meet this guy. All right, thank you for being here. This is so fantastic. We appreciate it, and get tested. Go find a practitioner. Email in. Get the app. Get the book.